Hello and welcome to another episode of PlayStation Unchained Podcast. I am your host Gary today because Ben has been alive and breathing and not sleeping for 48 hours because of Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> stuff. But he's still here. He's recorded like probably 13 podcasts now and this will be the 14th. Oh, no, well, Ben, how are you? No, I didn't record the podcast, but we were streaming, co-streaming the event for most of it. So, and what we couldn't co-stream, we just kind of multi-streamed, so that people could listen to us to, uh, do impression, yeah, you know, our impressions of what we were seeing. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm alive. Hello. And you sound healthy, so that's good. Yay! I was expecting sword words and blurry vision and blacking out in the middle of talking. <laughs> that might still happen. We still got a few more hours to go, right? Oh yeah, it's true. It's true. But you're here. <laughs> How have you been, Ben? Been not bad, thank you. Um, yeah, but no, I didn't know how it was going to be today after everything that was the last few days. So I asked Gary to um, host in advance. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I didn't know That's I'd be turning we up had... as a mess. <laughs> Yeah, because Final Fantasy fourteen Fan Fest. Yeah. We learned some stuff, a new class, a new collector's edition Which statue pre-ordered. that comes and doesn't come with a game depending on if you want it or not. <laughs> or you just buy the statue, I guess. Yeah. That's cool, too. That's, that, they did it um, because um, they had issues with the PS5 and Steam um, co- game codes. Um, they could only include the PC code for some reason for their original store. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than forcing, making it that the PlayStation players can't buy the collector's edition box, they're like, okay, we'll sell the box separate and then we'll do a bundle with the code for the PC players. Um, and if the console players want to buy it, they can and then they can buy the collector's edition off the PlayStation store because there's no physical discs of the collector's edition this time. It's all codes. Mm-hmm. So, well, Ben, I will let you talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, all of it. But right now, we have another co-host, Alfonso. Hello, hello. How is Pump Daddy doing? I'm doing well. I don't think Ben get to got to hear this before we started, but I am buying a new 4K TV because of Ratchet. So, yeah, I do have a 4K TV, but it's not 120 hertz. So. I buy a 4K TV with 120 hertz just for Ratchet. That's the only reason. Only reason. Only reason. Yeah. Now I remember the time when people bought a console just for a particular game. Now we're buying a TV for a particular <laughs> game. <laughs> Do you blame me? You see how beautiful Ratchet is? It's gorgeous looking. It is. It truly is. Ratchet has always been a gorgeous game, man. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that game. Well, we are here. We didn't record last week because it was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mommies out there. Yeah, yeah. Happy so we have a lot to talk Mother's about. Day. Yes. Well, you guys have yeah. your own Mother's Day on a different day? Yeah, ours is um, in March. Yours already passed? Yeah, ours was months ago. Oh, man, I didn't know. Happy Mother's yeah. Day. And I know it's our time. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, because I had to, I decided to have a week off that week as well. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. was ours was Sunday the fourteenth of March. It, ours is around Easter. It's like Easter weekend. His Mother's Day here. Mm-hmm. And double holiday. 
Yeah. Hardcore. Well, we have a lot to talk about. Shall we get into it then? Mm-hmm. Now, I have a whole bunch of stuff opened, but in no particular order. So let's start with our favorite French European company, Ubisoft. Yay, Ubisoft. Ubisoft Yay! had a financial earnings call type thing, as pretty much every studio has around the same time. And we learned the direction of Ubisoft and where they're going into the future. Um, they announced a bunch of stuff in this earnings call, which is essentially an announcement for everybody. But Ubisoft is looking to kind of move more towards the free-to-play market and a little less into the AAA market. That's not to say they're not going to make any more AAA games, but their commitment that they've made in the past of three to four AAA titles a year is probably not going to happen now. You're probably looking at maybe one or two AAA titles with the rest being free-to-play. Ubisoft, in this announcement, also announced a brand-new division experience. It's a free-to-play division game. Uh, It's being developed by uh, the co-developers of The Division 2. I actually don't remember their name now, unfortunately. I don't think we have the team mentioned in our news article for it. But we're getting a brand-new Division free-to-play title. Um, There's some gameplay footage that leaked actually like four four or five hours ago of it. Um, I don't want to talk about it because in it, it's obviously for... Um, people in some sort of beta, and they specifically ask for people not to talk about it. Um, they actually urge and beg them not to do it, but obviously people are assholes, and they posted videos of it anyway. Um, but I'm not going to talk about what I saw, um, because that's just not cool. No, um, you shouldn't be posting. People should be surprised for it. Yeah, uh, but it is a brand new title from the small little image they did officially release. It looks like it takes place somewhere in the Midwest. So we're not looking at a giant metropolis-like city like D.C. or New York. Um, so we're going to a small small area this time, some s- small town, I guess. Um, but with that, they also announced they're making a free-to-play Division mobile game. No information on that. But they also announced that Skull and Bones is once again delayed into sometime after April 2022. We haven't seen that game for a long time. I think it's been like three, four years now since we first saw that game. Um, So who knows what kind of game that's turning into now. Um, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time remake, seems to also be delayed into sometime uh, after April 2022, which is weird since that game was supposed to come out back in January, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now that game has been delayed indefinitely, so I don't know what happened there that caused such a massive delay for them, but it is. We haven't seen Far Cry 6 since its initial announcement was supposed to release in February. That's been delayed. Who knows when that's coming out now? Um, Rainbow Six Quarantine also announced. Who knows when that's coming out? (laughs) All these games that they've had announced like three or four years ago, we don't know any release dates for them, which is crazy. To really think about um but your guys' thoughts now um ubisoft moving towards more free to play rather than big triple a obviously we've seen how their free to play 
is working. Brawlhalla um, is being really successful. Off to a lunch, rough launch is now very successful. Rainbow Six Court or Rainbow Six Siege, though wasn't a free to play game, is I believe going to go free to play here really soon if it hasn't already. I don't remember if they have officially. Um, For Honor as well was a buy game, um, but it's now essentially a big free to play type of a game. Um, Ubisoft has turned it around a lot for their games that are essentially dead on arrival, but are now very profitable for them. Um, they also just released um, what's it called? Hyperscape, which I guess was their big first free-to-play title to compete with you know, Overwatch and, well, Apex and all the Legends. other type. Uh, oh, Apex like Legends. It was, well, it was, it was a, designed to BR. compete with that. It's a BR, isn't it? So, Yeah, it's a Battle Royal. Um, but, you know, again, off to a rough launch, but I guess it's improving now. Uh, it's getting a lot more players. So, Ben, let's start with you. Thoughts on Ubisoft's new direction? I, I don't want to push on free-to-play games too much because, yeah, they're free-to-play, but a lot of them are very predatorial. So I'm not a huge fan of them to push that, especially if they, um, as a main focus. But I would love to see some more love to double-A games. I know double A games sound weird, and I hate saying that sentence because every game can be decent. It doesn't matter what rating system you give it. Um, but I would love a more of a focus on double A, especially with this generation games costing up to what is it? Is it eighty dollars in America for PS Five gamers? It's seventy. Seventy. Okay, for games costing the same price as here for some reason, because we pay seventy pounds, so. We pay a little bit more, but still, a little bit of salt right there. But still, with the games costing more money, which, by the way, I'm not against. A lot of people are against that, but I'm sorry. Game development has gone up in price. Inflation exists. Real life stuff happens. Money, things cost more. Everything costs more. You know, you don't get to a supermarket and all your meats still cost the same as they did in the 90s. Clothes mm. have gone up. Everything's gone up. Anyway, enough about that. But... With the price of the main AAA game going up because the game development's costing up, to focus on a couple of AA games which will be cheaper, like maybe the $40 to $50 market, which is still expensive for some people, but it's cheaper than the $70 pill, of course. Uh, you know, they could be lower, $30, but, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not setting the price. I'm not, <laughs> they could be whatever price they feel like the experience is worth. Um, but I could see more um, lower budget titles being good for the market so that, that there's more variety for people with different um, budget or budget constraints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, now what about saying you? that for so long has made me smarter. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your brain is using more brain cells to compensate for exhaustion. <laughs> Alfonso, your thoughts? It's, it's a lot. When it comes to AAA from Ubisoft, I always had a problem because they they push out a lot within a year, whether it be uh, Far Cry, um, Watch Dogs, Assassin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And when I play these games, 
they're never great for me because most of the time, majority of the time, they're broken. It glitches, bugs, they crash, it close out, et cetera, et cetera. So I wouldn't mind them scaling back the number. Like if, if it was four a year, they do one a year, two a year, and then do free to play. They, they transfer the free to play. I'm 50-50 on this. Yes, I, I want them to scale it back, but part of me don't want them to because the more games they produce within the year, there's there's more we can play. I don't care about the price. Yeah, seventy dollars is a lot for a game, but I don't care about the price because when it comes to Ubisoft games, I see it in terms of that um, because of them, their games go on sale often, a lot. So I don't really care about the price. I don't have to get it day one. I can get it down the road. Um, I would like to keep them. I would like them to balance it. You know, do you triple A then and there, like like I said, one or two, and then the other year you do free play. That's that's how I see it. But I don't. I they just gotta cut the. Yeah, they gotta cut the 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 number they they release a year with triple A because, like I said, my experience is always buggy, and I don't truly, I don't. I'm not truly happy because I can't experience the way I want to. Now they did one and two, and they focus on that, and then. It becomes to be a polished game, then I will buy Ubisoft games more often. I hold off because of the experience I have with Ubisoft games in the past. So, yeah, if they if they cut down their production of AAA, then I will be more forward to buying their games day one. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, I personally. I'm okay with less AAA titles from Ubisoft because their AAA titles are all the same, in my opinion. Um, but, on the other hand, I feel like if Ubisoft starts to go more free-to-play, and obviously other studios are going to see just how successful... They're already seeing it. They're already seeing major profits from... like Activision is seeing major profits from Call of Duty Warzone um, microtransactions than they ever had with the actual purchase of the game. Uh, so it's to me, it, it's more of a warning sign now um, where more studios are going to start to release free-to-play ways. And I feel like it's just going to bog down the, 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 the industry, I guess you can say. It, it's going to be too many free-to-play games with not enough time for people to actually play them. And I don't know, it just, it, it feels to me like it's not the direction I would want it to go for obvious reasons. Um, I've been playing a couple of gotcha games and that's still fun. And I feel like this is where they're going to eventually lead to. Um, but I would rather have one Assassin's Creed game every three years than one every year. You know, obviously yeah. now they're not really releasing them once a year. Um, I think it's like every two years now, but what's really the massive difference between Valhalla and Odyssey, you know, besides the location? There really isn't that massive difference. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, is Far Cry 6 going to be the last single-player Far Cry game? Um, is that franchise going to go free-to-play? Who knows? I mean, Skull and Bones, I already assumed was going to be full on multiplayer game anyway. I know, I know, um, it's not Far Cry, but we are getting what you call it as well, aren't we? 
Just Cause. I know it's not Ubisoft, but still, that's I always felt like Just mm. Cause was like kind of like I've always I always always get confused between the two. I know that sounds weird, but I used to always get a bit confused between Just Cause and Far Cry points. <laughs> yeah, Just Cause I believe is Square Enix. Um. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where we're going. Um, I'm now pretty much expecting Beyond Good and Evil 2 to be a next-gen game. It's not even going to come out to this gen. <laughs> Who knows where that game's at? Who knows what's happening there? We haven't seen it in a very long time now. But Who knows? Interesting stuff there. Alrighty. Shall we move on, then? Life is Strange developer Don't Nod. Everybody loves that developer, right? Has reported that they have turned down multiple acquisition offers to stay independent. This is good news and bad news, in my opinion. Um, but before I talk about my opinion, Alfonso, you love the Life is yeah. Strange franchise. The third I one do. isn't being made by Dot Not. No. Um, but they're still a good developer, mm -hmm. a good independent developer. Your thoughts on. This acquisition talk. Obviously, Microsoft has been huge on acquisitions lately. Yes. Um, they didn't say which developers went after them mm -hmm. or which companies went after them, but they've turned out multiple acquisitions. I'm assuming Microsoft was one of them. I would have I'm, to assume. I'm pretty, first of all, I'm pretty sure Microsoft was number one on the list. And they they did they, release an exclusive game with Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was, I will be terrified because we've seen what Microsoft has done to the people they bought in the past with their, their rules and the regulations and you have to push this out. Yeah, and I'll be very disappointed if that did happen because I truly do love Dot Not and what they accomplished on their own. And yes, it is it, good that they, you know, they stay independent because they, they can do things on their own time. They don't have to rush. And we see the quality of the games that they made. Now, it's kind of bad because obviously if they were bought by somebody, obviously they would have more money. They could do more stuff, other games besides the norm that they usually do. They could push out more throughout the year. But for me, personally me, I want them to stay independent. Let them do what they do. Yes, it would be nice for them to push out more if they have a bigger budget, but they're the type of developer that I'm not too worried about. Like, whenever they release a game, then they release a game. I'm, I'm not looking forward to them pushing out numerous games throughout the year because that's not how I see them. They're, they're this nice little quiet studio that makes these awesome, these awesome games that tell these awesome stories and I'm I'm fine with that. So I, I hope they, they keep on it where if someone comes up to this, I always wanted to this this say no. Just this say no. I'm okay with them being independent. Hey Ben I would have I would have been out of anyone, I wish uh, they would have been bought by Square. Because I feel like they did great work with um Life is Strange under the Square um Indie development, indie development, like thing they had. I can't remember what it's called now. So yeah, Square had that indie collective. 
yeah. where they f- help fund some indie. If it, uh, yeah, I'm happy that they they stayed independent, but I feel like if they, I feel like they would have done really good with Square because we could have might maybe have got um, something in. The, I feel like something like Kingdom Hearts or even Final Fantasy would be great in the Life is Strange style gameplay. Mm. But just to me, it's just me. I agree with you. Um, so I yeah, I want them to be forced to be a Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts team, but you know, I still feel like that would have been a great, <laughs> a great, a great combination. I also feel like they could have been a great, maybe smaller independent game developer for them. Work on oh, yeah. smaller titles for Square. Um, like any of those Edis titles they have. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, obviously this is great news for them. If if they feel like they can sustain themselves, then more power to them. My problem with this is a lot of studios in the past have said the same thing. Um, being independent is amazing. We have all this freedom to do what we want. And almost none of them are independent anymore. Um, the biggest ones I'll bring up obviously are Ninja Theory who are now owned by Microsoft they preached independence for so long for so long and they forced other developers to kind of follow their suit and a lot of those developers are no longer in business while they went out and got bought out by Microsoft Um, Obsidian is another one who vowed to never work with Bethesda again because of what happened with Fallout New Vegas um, and here they are under the same, same umbrella now. Um, they released two very successful RPGs and Pillars of Eternity independently. And again, now owned by a massive corporation. Um, so you can talk independence all you want, but eventually I feel like you're going to need to look for buyers because it's, the industry just isn't sustainable in the way that they're looking at it. Um, at least in my opinion. Obviously, I don't know how their financials are. I don't know how well they're doing. Um, but if, if Obsidian needed help and they were doing pretty goddamn well on their own, then I can only imagine what's going to happen here in the future. Um, so, yeah. Uh, definitely good luck to them. I hope um, they're successful. Because since they stopped making Life is Strange... Almost all their titles since Life is Strange just really haven't been that great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very subpar games. Unfortunately. I feel like Life is Strange was their passion project. And that's why mm. it was so good compared to the other games where they made them. And they they probably like, enjoyed making them, but Life is Strange was just that project for them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, Ben, speaking of Square Enix, Yay. Square Enix also had their own financial meetings and calls today, or not today, this week. Yeah. <laughs> and in it, we found out some troubling news, but also some positive news. The troubling part is that Square Enix focus for the rest of 2021 is not going to be on Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. In fact, they apparently won't even talk about it until next year. I mean, um, I'm not shocked after last night. um their focus going into the rest of the year is going to be on 
new IP titles. So their focus is obviously going to be on Outriders, which which recently released, and I'm sure they're going to talk about future content for that. But the one title I'm actually really surprised about was Forspoken, yeah. which is a brand new IP that they announced. Um, I'm surprised because I thought this game was a lot further down the line than apparently it is. If they have plans to talk about it for the remainder of this year, then it's clearly further in development than they led us on to believe. Um, no mention of Marvel's Avengers, which is troubling to me. Uh, but they did obviously show off a, a roadmap for that franchise, uh, or for that game, I should say. But no Final Fantasy 16. Obviously, we have Intergrade coming out next month. I don't know how much time they'll spend talking about that. Um, but your thoughts, Ben? No Final I mean, Fantasy 16 talk. I mean, I was expecting it the late, earliest November. And then last night, um, spoilers for later, I guess. Um, they had the Final Fantasy Fan Fest, um, mm -hmm. like over the last two days, and we've got a release date for 14's expansion pack. And as soon as that got announced, I kind of knew 16 would be slipped, just because they're not going to have 14 and 16 out at the same time. That, that that's too much of a, that's too big of a time sink. I know it's not exactly <laughs> the same market, but a lot of people that play that will play 16 will also play 14. So, um, yeah. I kind of guessed from the fact that the release date we got for 14 would cause 16 to be pushed back quite a bit. I should quickly mention that they said that um, Gordon surprised that results by saying titles coming in the period ending March 2022 will be focused on new IPs, Outriders and Forspoken, etc. So does this yeah. mean that Forspoken is essentially slated to release before March 2022? January, February time, probably. Mm -hmm. That's that, interesting, because that we didn't have any release window or anything. That was a window I was giving 16 in my head, to be honest. So, um, mm -hmm. That's only because my birthday is in January. So, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Square Enix is going to be at E3. They're going to be showing yeah. off some stuff. Um. I, I, I fail to 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 believe that they're not gonna have sixteen in some form. Um They'll probably I, I just, of some kind, but they they'd have to show something. Like you can't just announce it with what was it, like a four minute trailer that showed off a lot of gameplay, a lot of cutscenes, a lot of story content, and then just not talk about it for another year. Yeah. I would assume they, they would have to show something. Obviously not talk about it in detail. But they have to show off another trailer, I would assume. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know why, why, why have why attend E three? Why have a press conference? You're gonna not show anything. Uh, new, at least, you know. Obviously, yeah. not maybe not Final Fantasy, but what new stuff would you show at E three if it's not gonna be Final Fantasy? Well, you just said Forspoken. Um, uh, Whatever brand new IPs they might have in development that we don't yeah. know about. I don't know. Don't they have that, like, tactics looking game coming out for the Switch? Was that them? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Octopath Traveler developer. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, 
And then there'll probably some something we haven't heard of yet. That and then you got all those Final Fantasy Seven titles. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got the and first it, well, soldier. There'll probably be a bit a decent amount of time on integrated, to be honest, with maybe a teaser mm -hmm. for part two. Because they said part two is looking great, it's yeah. very further along than. Well, they joked than, about teasing it uh, recently, didn't they? Because they talked about yeah, Cloud it, being in the field, and it looked. Yeah, like I believe they one. said uh, no. Nomura wanted to show it off a lot earlier yeah. than even Square Enix was ready to show it off. I mean, like no, apparently it's in showable form now. They can show it off. He teased that cloud walking around in an open field. Yeah. So I expect that to be, be like something like be a, a final trailer for Integrate at E3, and then the mm -hmm. trailer ends with a small snippet snippet of cloud walking around a field, and then Final Fantasy VII Part Two question mark coming to PS Five. <laughs> Do you think we might get maybe a teaser? At the end of integrate, I mean, a trailer it'll probably for be the same. It'll probably be the, if it is, it's gonna be this. It's gonna be like um, what you Kingdom Hearts, where mm. it'll be a teaser trailer, but uh, like first completing hundred percent. But at the same time, it's probably gonna be like this is a work in development trailer, and content may vary. Okay. All right, Alfonso, your thoughts yeah. on Square's decision here. I feel bad for Ben because I know how <laughs> how he feels about Final Fantasy. Honestly, to be honest, I'm not big in Final Fantasy games. Like I haven't played all of them in order. I played a few. I do enjoy the franchise, but I'm not big like you and Ben are. But I was looking forward to 16 just because of how Ben, how passionate Ben was with this game. I was like, this must be one of the best Final Fantasy games to come out because Ben talked so highly of it. I need yeah. to play this game. And now that it's not coming out, yeah, I feel kind of sad. This this, this kind of hurts a little bit. Like, yeah, I I I, I have nothing else to really say. Like, yeah, this this bumps me out. Yeah, that's that's all I want to say. All right. Well, thank you, all by right. the way, for that. Those lovely words, Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, fourteen is still going strong for them. Um, we know Yoshi P's involved with Final Fantasy 16, so he's working on two titles essentially here. Yeah. Um, I am sad. Uh, I know I was hoping 16 would come out this year, um, but as time went on, obviously that wasn't going to happen. And clearly, Square just essentially told people that it's not going to be out this year, um, and probably even a late next year uh, is when it's going to release. Um, probably going to be that for title next year, like October, November. Yeah, and that just asks the question, yeah. where is part two of Remake going to be? Is it 2023? That's going to suck. That's a long wait. I mean, um, no, because they didn't have the window of summer for seven. Well, that's true. Um, because if they're, yeah, for, early, if they're in for 20, early 22 for Spoken, that leaves, what, June, July, August, September to get mm -hmm. seven part two out with promotion. And then you've got, say it comes out June, July time. I have no idea, by the way. I'm just, I have, I don't know if part two is out then. I don't know if part two is out in 10 years or five years, but I'm just guessing. And then they've got between July till November to promote, promote um, what's good, 16. 
Yeah. I mean, we call part two. Obviously, it's going to be a second part, but yeah. who knows if there's going to be a third one. What if they just finish it up with part two? Neither um, <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. Um, I feel like we're going to see up to past Rocket Town, maybe Niblum. Well, moving away a little bit. From, well, not moving away from Square Enix. We're still on Square Enix here because Square Enix announced that they will be holding a live stream of Dragon Quest 35th Anniversary on May 26th. That's next week, I believe, isn't it? Yes, that's next yeah. week. Um, it will be broadcast for the first time in English, and they will be uh, introducing the upcoming lineup in the Dragon Quest series. So we're expecting some new titles here to be announced. Um, I'll be surprised if they announce Dragon Quest Twelve with footage. Um, I think if they announce it, they'll just announce it with a logo or something because Dragon Quest Eleven hasn't been out for a long time. And if you know the history of that franchise, they like release one game in a franchise, a console. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Um, I'm excited for this. I love the Dragon Quest franchise very much. Um, I do expect there to be some Game Pass announcements there, uh, particularly with Dragon Quest, um, uh, the the Muso Dragon Quest games that released the weird one with the tree. I don't remember its title, but they had two of them um, to come to Game Pass at least here. I don't know what else they would announce Dragon Quest wise for Game Pass. Um, so yeah. Dragon Quest obviously has numerous spin-off titles with the monster series where you capture monsters and fight with them like Pokemon style. Um, but they have a lot of spin-off titles. Builders is another spin-off title. Um, yeah, first time in English, which tells me that they clearly that Dragon Quest Eleven was a success for them, and that we might be getting more Dragon Quest titles in the West. I'm a massive Dragon Quest fan. So I'm super stoked for this. What about you guys, Alfonso? Give me, give me, give me now, give me now. Yes? I want it right now. Yes, You're I love the Dragon Quest. Yes, I love the Dragon Quest <laughs> franchise. That is a, that's one of my favorite in terms of that type of like franchise of uh, you know the gameplay and all that. I mm-hmm. I love that that type of um, yeah that type of gameplay. Um, to be honest. In terms of those games, Dragon Quest, and I know there's other games like it, but in terms of that type of gameplay and the story, Dragon Quest is all I play. I don't play nothing else similar to it but Dragon Quest. So for Maybe them to thought... make more and it's coming to the West, <laughs> I can't wait. Yes, <laughs> yes. Best news ever. I had no idea you were such a Dragon Quest fan. That makes me happy. Yes, yes. I, I, I love Dragon Quest. I love it. Love it. <laughs> ben, you were kind of helped out with Dragon Quest because they had a collaboration with Final Fantasy XIV. You have yeah, some knowledge. Um, and I played some. <laughs> I played Dragon Quest Eight, which was the first in Europe to come out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. On the PS2, yes. Yeah, that was our Very first ever. A fan favorite. Yeah, that was the first ever one that ever hit Europe. Damn. Uh, yeah, we missed quite a few of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I could imagine. But no, I personally think we're going to see another builders. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they've been promo- they promoting Dragon Quest Builders on Game Pass really strongly recently. I know because it just came out on Game Pass, but a little bit more than I've seen a lot of the other 
games being showcased on Game Pass. So I can I feel like there's going to be they're doing that because there's another build is coming out sometime in the future. So I know they've they've had multiple mobile games come out recently. Uh, yeah. Dragon Quest tagged Dragon Quest from the Stars, I believe it's called. Um, so they're they're big on mobile. I could see uh, Dragon Quest Monsters coming out on mobile as well. Um, there's just a lot to be excited for with Dragon Quest because clearly Square Enix is now finally seeing the um, potential for the franchise outside Japan. Because if people don't know, Dragon Quest is the franchise in Japan. It is the number one franchise in Japan. Isn't it a holiday in Japan? Yes, people take time off work and they've now had to essentially close shops when Dragon Quest came out. When Dragon Quest the came out, so many people called out sick that they essentially had to turn into a holiday. It's a holiday day when Dragon Quest comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so people don't have to call out to play it. It's insane. It's obviously it's bigger than Final Fantasy in Japan. Um which is saying a lot if you know Final Fantasy. Um but now they're starting to see its potential outside of Japan, I feel. And this makes me happy because the franchise deserves the attention outside of Japan because it is a phenomenal franchise with amazing storytelling, amazing character design, obviously from Akira Toriyama of Dragon Ball fame. So, yeah, I'm super stoked for this. Give me now, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All righty. Let's move on quickly to Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Ben, you're a fan of Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. Yes, Which I am. did not make it into the Legendary Edition, which released on Friday. Uh, yes, people are, are having fun with it. They're enjoying it. But BioWare has said that they have not ruled out Mass Effect 3 multiplayer for a future inclusion in Mass Effect Legendary Edition if the demand for it is high enough. Yes! I personally feel that this is how can i put this i feel like either multiplayer was already in development and they had to stop it yeah. because they needed the time to to make sure that all the three games single player wise worked or they're planning to do multiplayer right afterwards anyway you don't just say that oh we might include multiplayer if demand is high enough if you weren't already planning to do multiplayer somehow or if it was I... already in development I will I buy the collection. <laughs> I, I've to, I'm going to buy the collection. I've said that already, but with mm. uh, 14th patch coming out in two weeks, Ratchet and Clank next month, uh, Final Fantasy VII next month, I've told myself, because I've got a long time until expansion, I'll wait till I've got a period where I don't have much I want to play. Then I'll grab Mass Effect. But if they say, ah, the, 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 the multiplayer is dropping in, say, July, bought don't, don't don't care what i'm doing at the time i'm bite that that is bought <laughs> i'm i'm gonna tell future me to tell past me to buy it now but i'm not gonna buy it now <laughs> until future me comes back in time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no well we know where ben stands alfonso yeah what are your thoughts Oh, Mass Effect, doubt yeah. is out. Yeah, uh, like I said, I enjoyed 2, didn't care for 3 because of the ending, never played 1, 
Do I see myself getting it? Yes. Do I see myself getting it now? No, I'll probably wait to it drops in price. Because most likely I will get it digitally. I don't... Is it? Wait, do they have a physical copy? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it's physical. Yeah. Yeah, so most likely I will get a digital because I do not want to see that shit on my on my um my my TV stand. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, I'm most likely gonna get a digital. Um, as for the multiplayer multiplayer for Mass Effect uh Mass Effect Three, uh, yeah, it's up in the air for me. If it comes, it comes. If it don't, and I I really don't care. Yeah, but as for the, the, the trilogy, yeah, I'm going to wait till it, it, it drops in price. I mean, yeah, 60 is better than 70, but yeah, but I'm not going to... Well, in the store it is. So, which is nice. Yeah, in the store, store is 60. I, I can't see myself playing um, paying for a game for $60 when I mostly is going to play two. And like the third of three, because I, I can't go back to that ending. So... Yeah. I'm gonna wait. You're going to wait. Okay. Well, let's move on quickly here. Um Starfield has been in the news for a while now, right? Yes. Everybody's Too favorite much. new Bethesda title coming out. Um well, according to Jeff Grubb, who I'm sure all of us know by now, um, Starfield, according to him, is going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC and will not be coming out on PlayStation. This was later um, said that it might be a timed exclusive for Xbox and it will eventually come to PlayStation. Um, But obviously nobody has really come out and said that definitively, but Jeff Grubb has definitively said that Starfield will be exclusive to Xbox and PC platforms. Um... Obviously, this comes with news that PlayStation, before Bethesda's acquisition, was looking to get some sort of exclusivity deal for Starfield. Whether it was a timed exclusivity, DLC exclusivity, we do not know. But this is the first big news, I guess you can say. Um, obviously, he's not doesn't work for Microsoft, doesn't work for Bethesda. Um, so it's not an official announcement, but he has contacts, we know that. Um, but this is the big first title that we've seen now essentially confirmed to not be coming to PlayStation from the Bethesda acquisition. Ben, Bethesda is your favorite studio ever made. Tell us (laughs) your thoughts on this, I guess you can say groundbreaking announcement. Okay. Is this something you were expecting to not? I feel like this is the response I'm going to give to this. For anyone that's listening right now, I just hanged up from the podcast. So uh, we'll give it a few seconds, let them react, then we'll jump back in. Okay? Um, I guess as they can't hear me talking right now, I can just talk about anything. So um, go check out PlayStation Universe at PSU.com. Also, hi, Susan, because you're probably listening. On- uh, hello, Doctor of Deliciousness, if you listen to this too. Anyway, we're going to go back in. I this is what I've been calling for for a while. If you're gonna buy a studio for that amount of money, you're not buying them to make third party games. You have to have them make exclusive games for you. How was that Otherwise, response? What was that? How how was that response? It was good. Did Wait. I take that as you don't care? 
but it's okay. The podcast. I I talked to everyone else when I jumped out. Well, <laughs> 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 uh. no, I really don't care. Um, I've said before. I've, I I know this will sound weird to a lot of people because they've not been a they've not been um, a Microsoft company. But I've always saw 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 saw. saw. I've always seen Bethsidia as a Microsoft-based team anyway because mm-hmm. of all the stuff they've done in the past that involved Microsoft from yearly DLC exclusive with um, was it was it Skyrim to um, when Oblivion was exclusive to Xbox for a year and then you had Morrowind which came out on Xbox which actually saved the company because it did actually did so as much as people love the game now it did poorly on launch on PC due to how it was. Um, but it did really well on Xbox, which, yeah, made the company a lot of money back. Um, I'm sure it made a lot of money back over time on PC due to legs, because it's a you know Elder Scrolls game. But Xbox helped that. So I've always seen Bethsidia as an Xbox-based company, even before it was acquired. So the idea of Starfield and Elder Scrolls Open big world, Mc, big world, whatever the game's going to be called. Obliverim. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> whatever the next Elder Scrolls game's called, I can always, I've always saw them as an Xbox first, PlayStation last. So this exclusivity means nothing to me. And I wouldn't have bought the games anyway. Well, maybe if they made it in VR, because I enjoyed VR Skyrim. I had magic hands. Well, some people may not be excited for Starfield after some news broke of what kind of game it is. Um, I know people. No, people <laughs> were potentially thinking, "Oh, this is going to be Elder Scrolls in space or Fallout in space. This is going to be awesome." Well, from what rumors are coming out about the game, that's not what it's going to be. People are more leaning towards a No Man's Sky type of a game. Um, mixed with Minecraft. So yeah, that sounds better to me than anything that you just previously <laughs> said. Now I'm hyped for the game. Now I'm yeah, for some people it is hype. You know, Minecraft obviously is a massive game. If it's a game kind of like Minecraft where you just build shit um, in space, that's going to get people kind of excited. Obviously, No Man's Sky isn't a combat game. It's an exploration game. Um, so is Starfield essentially going to be exploration building mechanics type? Probably. Uh, we've seen a lot of leaked footage, a lot of leaked images of people just crafting shit or crafted objects in the game. Um, but for those, I'm assuming, looking for a more action-y shooter like Mass Effect or something in space, that's not what Bethesda does, first off, and that's not what Starfield is going to be. Uh, if these rumors and leaks are to be believed, of course. So yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because now I think it's time we talk about Sony and PlayStation and the various numerous things that were announced this week. First off, mm-hmm. yeah. new controllers are coming. Two new controller color schemes, I should say. Cosmic Red and I don't remember what the other one's called, but it's black. <laughs> Midnight. Midnight Black. Yes, yeah. Midnight Black. I'm excited. I pre-ordered the Midnight Black one because I think the black controller looks sexy as shit. Um, Alfonso, 
You collect controllers, like there's no tomorrow. I do. I do. <laughs> did you pre order both of these? I did not. And I'm gonna tell you why. Right. First off, I, I'm mad that we couldn't get this at launch because it could have saved me money. Um <laughs> the colors look amazing. The the colors look amazing, especially that that cosmic red. I like I just like how it kinda has like a reddish pinkish color to me, hue to me for what I see in pictures. But the reason why I didn't pre order this is because I already own three. I already own three. I always make sure anytime they comes with new consoles and you know controllers, I one for myself, one for my brother, one for my sister. They they have their own PS5 and I have my own PS5. But I always make sure I buy for them. They 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 ask me what colors you know in terms of accessories to add to it, you know, decoration etc. I get it for them because they know I'm a big fan for PlayStation. I will come over there and use the controller. They come to me and use mine. That's how I've always been. So. In total, it's three. Then I ordered three more. Well, I pre-ordered three more from Colorware. Where I was getting tired of the white. The white getting dirty too quick. So I, I pre-ordered three more from Colorware. And they're not cheap. It comes up to $150. So if Sony <laughs> had released <laughs> these controllers from the start, I could have saved $80 because the controllers are $70 instead of paying $150. So it doesn't make sense to have, and yes, knowing me, I would have bought the black and red. So it doesn't make sense to have five when I had three more coming. I would have made sense to have eight in total. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna skip on that. Eight controllers, Jesus, dude. I'm gonna skip on that now. <laughs> now this hints, this 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 telling me, okay, so now that they're doing these colors, how long before they do? Exclusive PS5. I mean, yes, I know that's no time soon because of what they that have the, the shortage of PS5. But that's a different story because that's a console. Okay, console lasts longer than well, in my opinion, console lasts longer than controllers because yeah, I I break controllers left and right. Um, that's a different story. Yeah, consoles I would buy <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. You think I'm worse? With, you think I'm worse with controllers? Consoles? <laughs> yeah, basically right now I have five PS4s. Why do I have five PS4s? I don't know, but I just have five PS4s. Yeah, I have a Destiny one. I have the original one. I have the Batman one. I have the Nathan Drake one, and I have the Last of Us two one. So why do I? Have, and they're they're still in the box. Why? I don't know. I just like collecting consoles. But yeah, that's just me. I have a sickness. <laughs> Let's move on. Ben. I mean, Alfonso, the first thing you do is admit, so congratulations on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I only have one controller uh, because I live alone and no friends, but I might get the Midnight Black because it looks really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and I might set that as my PC controller. I don't know what my controller for when my other controller is charging. So, but yeah, that Midnight Black looks really nice, so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm with you. I, I went and pre-ordered the... Decent, you know, but... yeah. I only want one, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we would have seen some consoles, special edition consoles this year, if it wasn't mm -hmm. for the shortage and the high demand yeah. of the console. Yeah. Um, I won't go out and say, I think... What was that? With how easy these the covers are for the PS5 to be removed, mm -hmm. you know, 
I really, well, yeah, for new console owners, I guess, but I really don't see the point of buying special edition consoles this time. Just because they should be, yeah. they should just sell the outer shelves. The plates. Yeah, the plates, yeah. yeah. The plates are exactly what you buy for the custom consoles. And you can easily just swap those out on the PS5. But most likely, they're going to do a special controller. And oh, yeah. I That's don't really see them selling the controller separate. Unless, you know, third party, but yeah, that's the main yeah. reason for it. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, I think if they are going to do special edition consoles, I think there's only two games that I can see in the future being the first ones to do it. Um, God of War, Ragnarok, or whatever it's going to be called, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Final Fantasy sixteen. What about Horizon? Yeah. Uh, if Horizon comes out this year, no. Okay. Because I, they just they can't even meet demand for the console right now. So, I don't mm-hmm. think they'll go and, hey, let's make this even more limited edition <laughs> console. <laughs> That's even harder to get. <laughs> but we'll see what happens in the future. Um, which we should talk about because Harum Host, is that his name? Harum Host? House? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he has said that Sony is looking to... Um, still have problems uh, getting consoles into people's hands this year, and he's looking at console shortages going into 2022. So things don't look like they're going to get any easier to get a PS5 right now, um, which sucks, because it's selling out every time it goes on sale. Um, yeah. I don't know how the Series X and Series S are doing. I, From what I know, they're selling out pretty quick, too. Um but it's easier to get an Xbox than it is a PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, not sure. Kind of it's always had that strong brand behind it. So. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, um, looks like Sony is expanding its X division, X dev divisions, if you want to call it. Uh, for those who don't know, the X division of Sony. Uh, is a European external development studio which essentially worked with third-party studios to make games exclusively on PlayStation. Um, House Marquee is one of those studios. They just released Returnal exclusively on PlayStation. Um, They also worked with Quantic Dream to release Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain, and all those other various titles that Quantic Dream has made. Um, But now it seems that XDev is going global. It's not just going to be a European division. It's going all over the world. Um, and this seems like it's replacing Japan Studio. Um, the X Division looks to be taking over what Japan Studio was. And Japan Studio, in a way, was essentially what XDev is now for Europe. And obviously, they worked with um, from software to do Bloodborne. Um, which is, I think, the only one I really know of off the top of my head, I believe, um, where they worked with a third-party studio to create a f- exclusive title. Um, so that's essentially they're taking over that place for a Japan Studio. And we know Japan Studio has had a lot of people leave the studio because Sony's kind of cut down on that studio. But it seems like XDev has taken over that. Um, so they seem to be working with third-party studios even though people were getting angry that Sony's kind of going only AAA now, 
which we talked about a couple weeks ago. And I'll move on from this to another story in a little bit, but Alfonso, your thoughts here, um, XDev. Um, I know this is probably the first time you've heard of it, <laughs> but now you know yeah. what they did and what they do. Um, they're essentially a company for Sony that works with third-party developers to make games exclusively for PlayStation. Um, your thoughts on this now, then, now that you know what they are. I'm fine with this. Uh, just because Sony doesn't really... Sony has it locked when it comes to first-party titles. Mm-hmm. And to me, they're the best at what they do with first-party titles. So to see them, well, see this team work with third parties to make third-party games for Sony, that's, that's great. Which, wait, is this, this not the one that was mentioned a couple of weeks ago that um i can't remember i don't remember if this was the team but that they was getting people from um like um uh bungie and stuff like this sony is making a third-party multiplayer game this is not them right no that is uh, i believe the studio that uh, is being held by um what's her name the lady who made assassin's creed i forget her name she just left oh. Google Stadia. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. That's not her name. Yeah, but Sony's but yeah. essentially gave her her own studio. So. Yeah, but so, so see Sony to do that, like, do the third-party multiplayer, and now doing third-party. Yeah, I'm all for it, yeah. I, I have no problem with their first party. I love their first party, but to see them do something different, like, to give... They, they might have more time to, like, take a break from the first party and work on third party, and then bring new IPs down the road for first. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm okay with this. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Ben? Um, I knew Your about thoughts, them. I've known about them for years because, you know, Europe. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just happy that they're getting some more support and love. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say, really. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, like, like you guys have said, this is exciting news. Um, Sony has always had a good relationship with their third-party um, developers and publishers, and now having a studio that can go out and work with third-party developers who don't necessarily know how to fully harness the power of a PlayStation console, like obviously Naughty Dog and Insomnia can do, but they can help them try to achieve those types of that type of quality. Now, um, uh-huh. to have a studio go out and work with Japanese developers and um, Indian developers, African developers even. Um, there's some South African developers that are becoming kind of large now. Um, to have a studio, essentially a PlayStation studio, going out and helping with getting these games exclusively on their console is great. Because, again, it's the strategy that I talked about with Sony, where instead of buying a whole studio, just buy the game exclusively for your system, essentially, you know? Um, I think it's a better investment if you show, hey, if you work with us, you can see how great we are. Maybe in the future, you'd want to make a game for us exclusively on your own. Um, instead of just throwing money at them, hey, we now own you, you know. Um, but with this story, I want to move on to the next story, where Harlem Host, once again, speaking with Wired Magazine, has confirmed that PlayStation Studios 
has more than 25 games in development, half of which are brand new IPs. This is, I think, big news, simply because people said that Sony doesn't give a shit about their studios and only caring about legacy titles. Well, not legacy titles, essentially sequels. God of War, Horizon. They're not focusing on brand new IPs, especially with what's what happened with Japan Studio and numerous other things that came out about two weeks ago. Um, 25 brand new games in development. Um, obviously, we haven't seen 19 of them, I would say. <laughs> Maybe more, but we haven't even heard of them. Maybe 20. Um, Alfonso. Mm-hmm. 25 games. We obviously know God of War. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of all we know, right? After Horizon, what do we know that Sony's making officially announced? We don't know. Is there anything? Not that I can think of. No, we know Factions is in development for The Last of Us. We know The Last of Us Remake, I should say. So that's two yeah. games we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Factions for The Last of Us 2. We don't know if that's still going to be part of The Last of Us 2, if it's going to be a standalone game. What's going to happen there? But essentially, we will say we know three games Sony's in development after Horizon. Yeah. Um, 25, half of which are brand new IPs. What are your thoughts about what people have been saying about Sony recently, not giving a shit, and only focusing on big AAA games compared to what has just been revealed? Obviously, the people who say Sony don't give a shit, y'all need to slap yourself in the face because look what they just said. <laughs> Half of them. So that means 12. 12 or new. I love this. I, I First of all, I, I just love Sony in general because of, like I said, their first party exclusive. They're, they're their main characters. The big dogs. The Kratos, the Nathan Drake, the Aloy, etc., etc. And yes, they're all nice, but over time, we don't really see nothing new because Sony knows the formula. They know what people like from these characters, so they make the sequels. Aren't you just, so you just said we have the sequel, so we don't really see nothing new from Sony when it comes to new IPs and new characters and new face. Now they're expanding their brand. They add in, like you said, they said it's 25, but half of that. So we might see 12 new faces, 12 new IPs. I am so looking forward to this. That's just, that's just expand their studio even more. That's one. Two, that just keeps the people who's loyal to PlayStation even more devoted to PlayStation because you're giving PlayStation plans more variety than the, the God Awards, the Charters, the Horizon, etc., etc. I feel bad for Microsoft because Microsoft ain't pulling this off. They ain't doing nothing close to this. And whatever, however Sony, you know, delivers these new IPs to us, through news articles, uh, video, et cetera, et cetera, that could honestly move Xbox customers over to PlayStation or Nintendo over to PlayStation because Sony's producing all these new IPs or current IPs in terms of sequels and stuff and stuff. I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait to to see what they bring, what they make. It, this, this is exciting. I love this news. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I can't wait. So yeah, mm-hmm. very happy. Like just even thinking about it, like twelve brand new IPs, twelve existing IPs. I can't even think of twelve franchises PlayStation has. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, go. you have Gran yeah. Turismo, you have God of War, uh, you have Horizon, which we already know is coming Killzone, out. Technically. Technically, Killzone, it's a franchise, but as far as I know, yeah. they're, they've retired that franchise for now. Yeah. I mean, is there an Uncharted? Um, we know Last of Us Remake is in development. Um, is Last of Us Remake 2 or Last of Us 2 going to get a PS5 port or version? Uh, most likely. Yeah, um, most likely. Yeah. Um, but like I said, is there a new Uncharted in development? Is there... Obviously, Sony has a massive backlog yeah. of uh-huh. IPs yeah. they could use. Like, right, um, Vivid. Rip it, Vivid. Right. <laughs> You know, they, they still own the Wild Arms. You know, people have been dying for a Legend of Dragoon remake. Um, yeah. I think those are a little too big for Sony to really put the resources in for right now. What was that, Ben? Hiroshi, aka IQ. Look, I'm just bringing up <laughs> random ones I can remember. Jumping that Flash, one. that's one. Siphon cool Filter. Cooler cool spot, or whatever it's called. <laughs> that, the, the one where it's a magic beach ball that you had to collect coins and apples with. Mm-hmm. I mean, cool I won't box, be surprised. I honestly won't be surprised if we had any Twisted Metal coming out to align with the, with the Netflix TV show or the HBO Max TV show that's in development of Twisted Metal. Just can um, we have nothing to do with David Jaffe, please? <laughs> <laughs> hey, father of the franchise. Don't hate. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I feel like he's lost it over the years. I'm sorry. Um, I hate to be mean to someone, but I've, I've watched some of this content on YouTube, and yeah. My views do not are not the same as this person's. That's fine. That's fine. Um. So yeah. It, 25 games is, is a high number, and I'm excited to see what Sony shows off. Um, mm-hmm. But really quickly, before I let Ben go on his tangent of Final Fantasy XIV, um, people have been wondering why they haven't shown off Captain Quark in the new Ratchet & Clank. Obviously, Captain Quark is a fan-favorite character. He's been around since the first game. Great character, fun character, voiced by Sylvester Stallone in the movie. Um, but it's unknown still if Captain Quark is going to be in the new Ratchet & Clank, but we do know for a fact that he will not be voiced by Jim Ward, who has been voicing Captain Quirk since the first game. And that is unfortunate because he is suffering from late-stage Alzheimer's and oh. also from a very bad case of COVID. Yeah. Um, so essentially, with the Alzheimer's, his career is essentially done. Um, we won't be hearing him play the character of Captain Quirk anymore. Um, so it's very sad news. Obviously, if Sony decides to keep the character around, they'll recast the character. Um, but it's sad. It is. And I feel bad for his family, especially. Um, well wishes to them and to him. Um, but Alzheimer's is a bitch, and it's one of the worst fucking diseases on the planet, in my opinion. Yeah. Are there any um... quick thoughts on this? I do want to say I don't Ben, I don't know if you saw the new gameplay with Rivet, with just Rivet focusly. Um Captain Kirk is in it technically. They did show a statue of him and a hologram. I don't know if they doing something for Jim War because of that. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of in it in a way. 
I, they didn't really like focus like you see glimpse of it like you know gameplay moving as the gameplay progresses and she's rivet is um riding on the rails you do see blooms and like i said the statue in the hologram of captain kirk so technically he's in it but the actual cap yeah we i don't know yeah they, they didn't show him in the gameplay of what i saw so um as the actor yeah it, it's sad because he's like he's the best of what he's done over the years but as far as portraying captain kirk yeah i love captain kirk because he, the, the shit that he does, like in in the games, and he's taking all the he's Hercule yeah, in that universe, man. Yeah, he, he's basically <laughs> Hercule. Yeah, and it's 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 just funny of this hearing the stuff that he say and seeing the stuff that he do. So I I I commend Mister Ward for what he done over the years, and it is truly sad that he's going through this. And all the best to him. I, I like Alzheimer's. That's hard to beat. But um, I hope he's able to beat COVID. Um, I know that's going to be kind of hard because, you know, all times. But, yeah, yeah, all the best to his family and friends, the loved ones. Yeah, this is sad news. Anything you want to add, Ben? I heard you. And then I lost you. There we go. Hello. I will say um, um, it is horrible news because Captain Quark is a great character that was in the Ratchet & Clank franchise um, and it Mm -hmm. will be a miss not to have him in the future Um, but I I hope his battle battle with COVID and everything goes okay. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Ben! Yeah. Hello. Final Fantasy Fan Fest. Yes. Endwalker. Is it Endwalker? Is that what's called? Endwalker? It's called Endwalker. You're correct. Yes. The third now expansion, right? Or fourth? Is fourth, fourth? Te- te- fourth technically because um, 2.0 is still... It's really the third if you think about it, but Heaven's World, Stormblood, Shadowbring. No, this is the fourth. Yeah, it's fourth either way. Yes, fourth. Yeah, fourth. Well, Ben... Yeah. Please tell us. We have a release date. We have a brand new class. We have yes. a collector's edition that I don't think looks as good as the other ones, personally. No, the other ones look better, in my opinion. I still want the Samurai myself really badly. Yeah, I have that <laughs> still boxed up. All of mine are boxed up still. Um, yeah, and this will be staying boxed up as well, even though it, I like the sad bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so please, I will yeah. let you talk about the love of your life. Yes. Um, <laughs> Okay, the last few days uh, was Final Fantasy XIV FanFest. Normally do a physical event, but due to real-life problems with COVID, uh, they turned it into a digital event. Uh, they were planning actually to have a small crowd in Japan also, but again, because of the state of emergency that's happened recently, that has also been dashed. So um, they weren't able, aren't able to have any physical presence at, at the event, of course, apart from them. Yeah. Um, but we got a keynote address, which was the Friday night slash Saturday morning for me, where they covered the new expansion, which is Endwalker, where we got a job reveal. Um, we got a dungeon reveals. We got the, uh, we don't know exactly what they are, but we got a reveal of the Magnus, Magnus sisters from Final Fantasy 4, because they're using the Final Fantasy 4 designs and not the Final Fantasy 10. 
Um, uh, we got a little bunny beast tribe. Um, Lopokori, I think they're called, or something like that. There's a, I think it's an original name, but it's based off the naming naming way. You'll probably know that more than me, Gary. Naming way. Naming. I don't know yeah. what that is. Um, but yeah, we got they did they spent two days celebrating, including like a Q and A. There was like a Who Wants to Be a Gillionaire with the content creators of Fantasy Fourteen. Um, but yeah, um, we got release date November twenty third, um, and the early access will be November nineteenth. Collector's Edition went on sale, which is a box, but because of some issues with the Steam version and the PS Five version. Um, they released the box and the game separately, so that if you want the collector's edition, but own a console, you you can purchase it on its own rather than buying it, and then you buy the collector's edition off the store digitally. Um, I am very hyped. November's gonna be a long wait though because the last main story patch will be in two weeks, which is patch five point five five. Um, so it's gonna be a long wait between May to November, but. You know, I can't complain. Real life stuff has happened to everyone right now. And the new job is Reaper, by the way, which has a soul ghost friend on its side. And it uses a scythe. So. DPS class. Yep, it's a maiming DPS class. It uses the same gear as Dragoon. Nice. So. Yeah. I. I. It looked really cool. Um. I am hyped. I can't wait to see what because we're going to the moon and we're going to Charlayan and we're going to um, we're going to all these different locations. So I can't wait to see. We're going to see Alpha Node's daddy. Oh, I said that so badly, uh, but yeah, we're going to see his father, Alice and Alpha Node's father. Um, uh, Estinian now has a new dragon friend with Vertra, um, which is a first brooding, which is means really powerful for those that want to know. <laughs> Also, Stinian is now a trust member, so you can bring him into dungeons with you. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, trust system is so that if you want to do the new dungeons without playing with other people, which is I still find weird, being the fact that it's an MMO, but you can use the um, you can use the trust system and then pick some of the story-based NPCs. So, Alice, Alpha Node, Yurianje, Yastola, Fancred. Um, and for some of them, Crystal Exarch. That once you've beaten the story, you can then go back and do the trusts with other characters and level them up. Um, which also means you can bring some of them that weren't available for those quests, those dungeons in. Yeah, because they were story locked beforehand. Um, so, yeah, Endwalker is coming out in November. And as someone who loves Final Fantasy, I'm looking forward to more details. The final trailer was amazing. Um, and I'm, I've already picked the fact that I'm going to be the new healer, so I am a sage. Yeah. Well, I think I can say for all of us that there's going to be a lot of wizards on the moon. Yeah, there is going to be a lot of wizards on the moon. <laughs> it's a prequel of the destiny. Ah. You didn't know. <laughs> yes. I have watched get the ghost with his voice. You know, the original ghost voice. Yeah, with Peter Dinklage's voice? Yeah, yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, we're going to the moon. Uh, there's a new 24-man raid, new 8-man raid. 
the 24-man raid will come out in 6.1, so it'll be sometime next year. While the 8-man raid will be launching with the expansion probably a little bit later, just because they don't want people... Because they know that hardcore raiders don't care about the story. But at the same time, there are some people that do, so they don't want to force savage raiders that want to be world firsters to skip the story. So that's why the the raid comes out a little bit after the actual expansion so that people can enjoy the MSQ before they have to get ready to raid. Um, well, Ben, I think there's one more thing you forgot to mention. Um, what was that? The PS5 version of the game has been in beta. You can play yeah. it right now. I'm You've playing, been playing it right it on now as we PS5. speak. Yes, well, of course you are. <laughs> but they have officially announced also that the PS5 version will officially launch on Tuesday, May 25th, next week. Yep. Yay! The PS5 version will feature faster load times, 4K resolution support, high resolution UI, DualSense haptic feedback support, brand new trophies, and 3D audio support. That's exciting. This is now one of the few games that has been on three different console generations. Yeah. <laughs> on PlayStation, I should say. Wow, and it came out on PS3, on... 4, and now 5. At this rate, it'll be on PS6 before I'll. Yeah. Unless Endwalker somehow ends the story and then you're like, oh, sure. Uh, no, by the way, Endwalker <laughs> is ending the, the main story. There you go. So it could be the end. You no, the, Yoshi P have said that they've got. Basically, this might be crazy to a lot of people, but the current story um, in that's covered both Around Reborn, Heaven's Ward, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers was actually written about 10 or so years ago. And they've been following the same storyline like that. They, yeah, not everything was written, of course, but they had a start, middle, and end for the story they wanted to mm -hmm. do. Um, and nice. it's taken this long to actually complete that storyline. Um, so they're starting up a new story in 6.1, they've said. So. Um, Interesting. Which I'm I wonder. Involves the I wonder. Mentally, I'm sitting here thinking, like, what if the story of 14 leads into the beginning of 16? That'd be cool. <laughs> but no, I, I feel like we're going to get something to do with the 12, just because their raid tier is called the Myths of the 12. Well, the Myths of something like that. The Myths of something. But it has a picture of the 12, so. If anyone that doesn't know, the 12 are the true gods and goddesses of Final Fantasy. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I know they reintroduced Kafka and Exdeath. They have a yeah. lot of characters from Final Fantasy's past. But all honesty, I'm surprised that they haven't introduced the judges from 12. Because I um, feel the judges were the highlight of 12 for me. And there's an entire raid dedicated to 12, and Gabranth is in the game. And we're getting um, Peniel's, we're getting a load of Final Fantasy 12 based armor in the next patch. There you go. Uh, uh, that's exciting. Captain Batch's armor is for the tanks and Peniel's armor is for healers, I think, or something like that. So I really hope you fight the judges. Like, all 12 the, of them at the same time. The judge armor <laughs> is the current armor from Bozier. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, well, it's inspired, should we say. It's not the exact. Mm -hmm. um, I'm expecting we're going to fight... Gabranth is a judge, isn't he? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because Gabranth is uh, part of uh, what's good in in Final Fantasy fourteen? He's part of the Gallian Emperor. He's actually oh, canon. Yeah. Nice. So, oh, very nice. Um, he appears at the end of the Evilus raids, and then 
So, you know, I can expect maybe judges in the future. Depends on how much they want to tie in with 12. Um, but I expect something to do with them related. Well, I'm pretty sure down the line we're, we are going to get that Sephiroth fight from 7. Yeah. It's only a matter of time where he just supernova runs and kills everybody. I mean, we got <laughs> Kefka and God Kefka, so we got X-Death and Neo X-Death, and yeah. I'm expecting the four mm. lords from Fantasy IV mm. to be in. Because we're getting Anima. Anima's confirmed as a, a fight. No, no. Uh, so uh, that's, that's going to be a primal fight, so it's an eight-man trial. And you got Ruby and Emerald Weapon now as well. And Ruby, Emerald, Diamond, Sapphire. Okay, we're not talking about Pokemon, dude. No, these are all the different weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Alrighty. Anything else you want to add, Ben? Um, before we wrap it up. I just want to shout out to the sound producer of Final Fantasy XIV, the composer, um, Soken. Um, we had they, they, this weekend was fanfest, as I've said, um, and at the, during the, they had they always have um, like yeah the end speech at the end where all the developers come up on stage and talk about how much they enjoyed fanfest and we got the usual talks which is lovely and you know? I'm not gonna I, I hate that's hate that's that sounds demeaning but it was it's always wonderful it was less impactful as even as they said on stage because yeah there's no public to feed off of. Um, but Soken made an announcement the fact that last year um, for six months he was battling cancer in hospital he said luckily it's gone into remission and that's why he was able to do FanFest and do the Primal concert um, but even when he was ill he was still working on the game because of the fact that he didn't want to put, uh, disappoint the fans and the fact that working is his life and he enjoys it um, so, I just want to say a big thank you to Soken for all the music you've produced for Final Fantasy XIV and all the music you will produce for Final Fantasy XIV because you are an incredible person and we are very lucky to have you make work on this game and be part of this community. So, thank you. Kind words, Ben. Kind words. I mean, even the scenario department didn't know he was ill. Yoshi P kept it hidden from the staff because he wanted it to be hidden. So. Mm. So, so thank you so much for everything you've done for us, Soken. Strong man there. Alrighty. I guess that's it. I just want to add one story before we wrap up. Okay. Um, Marcus Smith, who's the director of Ratchet & Clank, Riff Apart, it's also the director of Sunset Overdrive, and he mentioned that there's nothing stopping them from making a sequel. Now, we know that they had a partnership with Microsoft for the first one, and it did okay, but now that Insomniac is now owned by Sony, yeah, there's nothing stopping them making a sequel. Would you a, like to see the sequel? There was a trademark for the remaster Supposedly. Yeah, Sony filed a trademark for the original. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'd give it a shot. And that's again, a, I don't consider that a AAA game, but that would be a great filler game for them to release 
between mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let's just say we get Ratchet and Clank this year. We get Overdrive. Oh, what is it? <laughs> Not Overdrive, but um, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, you were right. Yeah, I was yeah. right. Damn it. Um, yeah, Sunset Overdrive. Um, for some reason, Overdrive and Overwatch kind of mundle in my head all the time, and I think I'm <laughs> wrong. Um, Sunset Overdrive and say next year sometime so that, that then they'll have spider-man out in 2023 mm-hmm. um i could see that be a thing they could do because that way they're still releasing something because you know you're like oh they don't need to but you know it, <laughs> there's still development costs and you know things cost money so releasing a product it's like can i go off track here sorry there was someone oh, complaining ahead. about all the AAA games coming out this year and next year being sequels to already existing IPs and not like... Um, I had this complaint on Twitter a while back. I was having a back and forth with someone about it. And they're like, oh, but the, yeah, why aren't they like releasing new IPs in this window right now? And I just had to say the fact that I'm sure later on in a few more years, Sony will invest into more new IPs. But you're not going to sell consoles with just new IPs because you don't have and a we console. Know about at least 12 brand new IPs. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I'm just saying that they're not going to be released this year exactly because you want to have the names that people know first, get the console in people's hands, and then once that happens, then start rolling out the new IPs because then people will be like, oh, I bought it for Horizon. But look at. Um, Returnal, that looks really good. I'll purchase mm-hmm. that now. So, expect a push to the current IPs, and then eventually, in the middle of the gen, then expect the triple A new original IPs. Doesn't mean they're not going to happen in between, but it's best to you know have established markets than push new markets. It's not like Xbox, where they just pushed the established markets the whole gen. If Sony did the whole gen, then yeah, I would complain. But for the first few years, I have no complaints. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I said, people can say whatever they want, but until we actually see what Sony's plans are. I, I feel like people are really quick to discount Sony especially when Microsoft is constantly in the news, like every week doing something, um, while Sony is staying more silent, people are automatically discounting what Sony has been doing. Like, we need to know information now because Microsoft is releasing information now. You yeah. know, that's not how things work. Sony will talk about stuff when they're ready to talk about stuff. Right now, they're not ready to talk about why. You know, I've said this multiple times. Why announce and show off a bunch of games uh, for a console that people can't even get yet. You know? Like, if they went out and they showed off God of War, which I have heard is in showable form, they can show it off. But they haven't. Obviously, they, we just know that it's in development. We had a logo, and that's it. You know, why promote God of War when, A, it's probably not going to come out this year, and B, people can't even get the system yet. To play the game and even horizon forbidden west we have 
very little information on that game. You know? So, for me, it's one of those things, again, like, Sony doesn't really need to do much of anything right now. True. Sure. So yeah, I think that's that's about it. Alfonso, shout yep. out. Shout out to you guys. Good to be back. Um, hope all mothers out there in terms of Mother's Day, you know, in the West, enjoy their Mother's Day. Um, yeah, full pack episode, mostly dedicated to Sony, which I love. And just look forward to see where they go next. Um, as far as, you know, they're, they're, they're AAA, first party, third party, that third party multiplayer game, which I'm curious about. Um, shout out to you guys, to all the listeners, to all the followers. You can follow me on Twitter at AlexChan7. Thanks, Ben. Uh, I'd like to shout out to both Gary and Alfonso. Thank you, Gary, for hosting because I wasn't sure how I was going to be today. Um, so, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, shout out to everyone that listens. Um, see you all in November. I'm going to go freeze myself. <laughs> I mean, you can just put yourself in a medicated coma, but, you know. I've got my collector's <laughs> edition pre-ordered, so I'm fine. I've got to buy two copies of the game, so. <laughs> well, Ben, if you're going to, if you bought two copies of the Samurai one, I'd, I'd like one. Just because I want the statue. I'm, no, I'm not <laughs> buying two. I'm not buying two collector's edition. I'm buying one collector's edition and one normal edition. So. Okay, so I'll take the coaches and you can have the normal one. <laughs> only, only if I can keep Sad Bunny. Oh, okay. I'll keep the statue. Yeah. I, 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 I'm only buying it for Sad, sad Bunny, Bunny Flash. Nice. I, mean, I feel bad. <sighs> I look so sad. Why is, why is Bunny so sad? <laughs> Shout out to you guys. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Ben, for letting me host. I enjoy hosting. It's quite fun. Um, shout out to all of our friends, listeners, and everybody else who I'm probably not mentioning. Um, you can reach me at Gagalosh, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H on Twitter. But that's it. We're done. Probably see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye, Bye for now. Bye.